welcome to the study with this simran podcast today we going to discuss chapter 9 of grade 12 biology that is strategies for enhancement in food production are you all guys ready yeah good now uh, make sure that you people have your ncrd open so that uh, you can relate this stuff whatever i am reading here so here we go now with ever increasing population of the world enhancement of food production is a major necessity biological principles as applied to animal husbandry and plant breeding have a major role in our efforts to increase food production several new techniques like embryo transfer technology and tissue culture techniques are going to play a pivotal role in further enhancing food production now let's discuss what is this animal husbandry animal husbandry is the agriculture practice of breeding and raising livestock as such it is a viral sorry vital skill for farmers and is a much science as it is an art animal husbandry deals with the care and breeding of livestock like buffaloes cows pigs horses cattle sheep camels goat etc that are useful to humans extended it also includes the poultry farming and fishery as well fisheries including rearing catching selling etc of fish mollusk which is shellfish and crustacean which includes prawns and crabs etc since time immemorial animals like bees silkworm prawns crabs fishes birds pigs cattle sheep and camels have been used by humans for products like milk eggs meat wool silk honey etc now it is estimated now this is very important line okay it is estimated that more than 70% of the world livestock of pop- livestock population is in india and china remember the uh, numeric value okay so 70% of the world's livestock population is uh, present in india and china however it is surprising to note that the contribution to the world farm produces only 25% that the productivity per unit is quite low hence in addition to the conven- practice of animal breeding and care newer technology also have to be applied to achieve the improvement in quality and productivity now management of farms and farm animals let's discuss that as well a professional approach to what have been traditional practices of farm management gives the much needed boost to our food production let us discuss some of the management procedures employed in various animal farm systems so first let's discuss the dairy farm management how everything is operated there Dairying is the management of animals for milk and its product for human consumption. In the dairy farm management, we deal with a process and systems that increase the yield and improve the quality of milk. Of course, milk yield is primarily depend on the quality of breeds in the farm. Selection of good breeds having a high yielding potential or the un, uh, under the climatic condition of the area combined with the resistance to a disease is very important. For the yield potential to be realized, the cattle have to be well looked after. They have to be housed well, should have adequate water and be maintained disease free. The feeding of the cattle should be carried out in a scientific manner with special emphasis on the quality and the quantity of fodder isn't it now besides uh, stringent cleanliness and hygiene both of the cattle and the handlers like hygiene should be maintained both of cattle and the handlers uh, are of paramount importance while milking storage uh, and transport of the milk and its product is also important uh, uh, with this uh, hygiene and uh, cleanliness okay so storage and transport is also transport also plays an important role nowadays of course much of this processes have become mechanized which reduces the chance of direct contact 
of the produce with the handler ensuring the stringent measures would of course require a regular inspection with proper record uh, with proper record keeping it would also have to identify and rectify the problems as early as possible regular visits by your veterinary doctor would be a mandatory okay you would probably find it interesting if you are aware to prepare the questionnaire on diverse aspects of dairy keeping and then follow it up with a visit to a dairy farm in your locality and seek answer to the question yeah we can do this in our free time like visit any kind of dairy which is like amul dairy mahi dairy any kind of dairy you may visit okay and look how everything is uh, operated there now let's discuss this poultry farm management poultry is the class of domesticated fowl or the bird used for food or for the eggs they typically include chicken and ducks and sometimes turkeys uh, and geese the word poultry is often used to refer to the meat of only those birds uh, only these birds but in more general sense it may refer to the meat of other birds too as in dairy farming selection of disease free and suitable breed and proper and safe farm condition proper feed and water and the hygienic and uh, health care are important components of poultry farm management isn't it now let's discuss this uh, animal breeding breeding of animal is an important aspect of animal husbandry animal breeding aims at increasing the yield of animal and improving the desirable qualities of product products or the produces what is breed you must be wondering like we are discussing uh, using the word breed again and again so what is this breed actually so a group of animals related by a descent and similar in most characters like general appearance features size configuration etc are said to belong to a same breed or sorry which are they are belong to a one breed and a breed can be same when the organ when there is a same species but if there is a little alternation in species or just the little difference in structure or just a, a minor difference in color or structure or size then that that organism may belong to the different bit but 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 may belong to the same species so Uh, let's see what is uh, what this interbreeding outbreeding actually means so when breeding is between individual of the same breed it is called as inbreeding while the cross between different breeds are called as the outbreeding so quite common isn't it inbreeding within outbreeding outside the breed or uh, between the different breeds now let's discuss the inbreeding in detail in little detail inbreeding refer to the mating of more closely related individuals within the same breed for four to six generation the breeding strategy as follows superior males and superior females of the same breed are identified and mated in pairs the progeny obtained from such matings are evaluated and superior male and female among them are identified for the further mating a superior female in the case of cattle is the cow or buffalo that produces more milk per lactation on the other hand a superior male is the bull which gives a rise to a superior progeny as compared to those of the other males so it is basically used to uh, um, produce a progeny with a kind of you know uh, superior qualities isn't it so yeah um, uh, a similar strategy is used like inbreeding is only, uh, inbreeding is also used to uh, for developing a pure lines in cattle as it was used in case of peas so in that case inbreeding was uh, performed inbreeding increases homozygosity thus inbreeding is necessary if we want to evolve a pure line in any animal inbreeding exposes harmful recessive genes that are eliminated by selection it also helps in acu- uh, which is a disadvantage okay now inbreeding exposes uh, it also helps in acu- 
accumulation of superior genes and elimination of less desirable genes so yeah it can be harmful as well or it can be useful as well therefore this approach where there is a selection at each step increases the productivity of inbred population however continued inbreeding especially close inbreeding usually reduces the fertility and even productivity this is called as the inbreeding depression whenever this becomes a problem selected animals of the breeding population should be mated with the unrelated superior animal of the same breed this usually helps restore fertility and yield as well now uh, let's discuss what is this uh, outbreeding and inside this outbreeding you will find this three subtopics which are outcrossing crossbreeding and interspecific hybridization so let's discuss them one by one so outbreeding is uh, now let's talk about it uh, in general first so what is outbreeding outbreeding is the breeding of the unrelated animals which may be between individuals of the same breed but having no common ancestor for four to six generation or the out which is known as outcrossing or it can be between the different breeds which is called crossbreeding or it can be even between different species which is interspecific hybridization so outcrossing this it is a practice of mating of animals within the same breed but they don't have any common ancestor for uh, last from last four to six generation the offspring of such a mating is known as an uh, outgrowth it is a based breeding method for animals that are below average in productivity in milk production growth rate in beef cattle etc a single outgrowth often helps to overcome the inbreeding depression so yes the solution for inbreeding depression is outcrossing now let's see what is this crossbreeding in this method superior males of one breed are mated with the superior females of another breed so here a complete breed gets changed Crossbreeding allows the desirable quantities of two different breeds to be combined. The progeny hybrid animals may themselves be used for commercial production. Alternatively, they may be subjected to some form of inbreeding and selection to develop a new stable breeds that may be superior to the existing breeds. Many new animal breeds have been developed by this approach. Hazardel is a new breed of a sheep developed in a Punjab by crossing a Bengali ewes and a Merino rams. Now let's discuss this interspecific hybridization. So in this method male and the female animals of two different related species are mated. In some cases the progeny may combine desirable features of both the parents and may be of considerable economic value example the mule. Now I hope you got the point like it is very simple. Outbreeding is uh, the you know the general term given to all over these three processes like uh, outcrossing, crossbreeding and it and interspecific hybridization so now let's discuss this uh, control breeding experiments which were performed just for experimental purpose so they are carried out using artificial insemination the semen is collected from the male that is chosen as a parent and injected into the reproductive tract of a selected female by the breeder the semen may be used immediately or it can be frozen and used at a later date as well it can also be transported in the frozen form where the female is housed in this way desirable mating are carried artificial insemination or ai helps us overcome the several problems of normal mating as well like if they belong to the different breed or if they are having uh, if they belong to this different species then uh, they want uh, they, they, they they then they want uh, uh, um, they then they want um, have uh, sexual intercourse isn't it because uh, uh, reproduction happens between the same species so to avoid this kind of issues artificial 
artificial insemination is uh, what we can say promoted or it, it, it is used often the success rate of crossing mature male and female animals is fairly low even though the artificial insemination is carried out to improve a chance of uh, successful production of hybrids other means are also used multiple ovulation embryo transfer technology or the moet which is moet is one of the such program and herd improvement in this method a cow is administered uh, with hormones uh, administered with hormones like fsh uh, f hormones which has fsh like activity uh, to induce a follicular maturation and a super ovulation instead of one egg which they normally yield per cycle but if when they are uh, when they are incorporated with fsh like uh, hormones and then in that case they release 7 to 8 ova in per cycle which uh, they produces 6 to 8 eggs the animal is either mated with an elite bull or artificially inseminated the fertilized egg at 8 to 32 cell stages are recovered non surgically and transferred to a surrogate mothers the genetic mother is available for another round of super ovulation this technology has been demonstrated for cattle sheep rabbits buffaloes mares etc now high milk yielding breeds of females and high quality uh, lean meat with less lipid meat yielding bulls have been bred successfully to increase herd size in a short time now let's discuss this beekeeping as well beekeeping or apiculture is the maintenance of hives of honey bees for the production of honey it has been an age old cottage industry honey is a food of high nutritive value and also find a use in the indigenous system of medicine honey bee also produces a bees wax which finds many uses in industry such as in the preparation of cosmetics and polishes of various kinds the increased demand of honey has led to a large scale beekeeping practices it has become an established income generating industry whether practiced on a small or in a large scale beekeeping can be practiced in any area where there are sufficient bee pastures of some wild shrubs fruit or car or orchards and orchards and cultivated crops there are several species of honey bees which can be reared of this the most common species is apis indica beehives uh, behaves can be kept in one's courtyard on the or the veranda of the house or even on the roof beekeeping is not the labor intensive beekeeping though relatively easy does require some specialized knowledge as well and there are several organization that teach they even teach beekeeping the following points are important for successful beekeeping so let's discuss this points as well first is knowledge of nature and habit and habits of bees second is selection of suitable location for keeping the beehives third is catching and hiving of swarms which is a group of bees fourth is management of beehives during different seasons and fifth is handling and collection of honey and and of bees wax bees are the pollinators of many of our crop species such as sunflower brassica apple and pear keeping beehives in a crop field during flowering period increases the pollination efficiency and improves the yield beneficial both from the point of view of crop yield and even in case of honey yield so yeah quite uh, you know economically important now it is a quite easy topic so we are in a flow now let's discuss the fisheries as well uh, fishery is an industry devoted to the catching processing or selling of a fish shellfish or other aquatic animals a large number of our population is dependent on fish and fish products and other aquatic animals such as prawn crab uh, lobster edible oyster etc for food some of the freshwater fishes which very which are very common include now very important line uh, just keep these names in mind like this always confuses uh, this always 
कन्फ्यूज मी लाईक विच इज फ्रेश वॉटर वन अँड विच इज वट वी कॅन से दिस सी वॉटर वर्ड सो या फ्रेश वॉटर वन इन्क्लूड्स कॅट काटला रोहू अँड कॉमन कार्प अँड सम ऑफ द मरीन फिशीज दॅट आर इटन इन्क्लूड हिल्सा सार्डीन्स मॅकेरल अँड पोमफ्रेट्स नाव आय डोंट थिंक आय विल गेट कन्फ्यूज बिकॉज कॅटला रोहू अँड कार्प आर द कॉमन वन्स फाउंड इन अ फ्रेश वॉटर दॅन हिल्सा दॅन रो सॉरी सॉरी या हिल्सा सार्डीन्स मॅकेरल अँड पोमफ्रेट्स आर मरीन वन्स सो कीप दिस थिंग इन माइंड नाव fisheries uh, has an important place in indian economy it provides income and employment to millions of fishermen and farmers particularly in the coastal states for many it is only source of their livelihood it uh it, uh, it in, in 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 order to meet the increasing demands on fisheries different techniques have been employed to increase its production for example through aquaculture and pisciculture we have been able to increase the production of aquatic plants and animals uh plants and animals both freshwater and marine now you must be wondering like what is the difference between aquaculture and pisciculture so the difference is aquaculture includes the rearing of plant and both plants and animals or every goddamn organism belonging to ocean or water okay and the pc culture uh, includes the culture only of particular fishes like it only includes fishes okay not any other species so this aquaculture and pc culture has led to the development uh, development and flourish they and they they they, they had even flourish the fishery industry and it has brought a lot of income to the farmers in a particular uh, and the country in general we now talk about the blue revolution as being implemented among the same lines as the green revolution okay so now it's time uh, to discuss uh, plant breeding as well uh, we are at the second part of this chapter and uh, we'll we will discuss this uh, plant breeding in the next segment keep studying okay people Now let's discuss this plant breeding. Traditional farming can only yield a limited biomass as a food for humans and animals. Better management practices and increase in acreage can increase yield but only to a limited extent. Plant breeding as a technology has helped increasing yield to a very large extent. WHO in India. Sorry, it's not WHO. <laughs> See Okay, talks apart. Who in India has not heard of Green Revolution, which was responsible for our country to not merely meet the national requirement in food production, but also helped us even to export it. So yeah, Green Revolution has played a very important role in Indian history. Green Revolution was dependent to a large, large extent on plant breeding techniques for development of high-yielding and disease-resistant varieties in wheat, rice, maize, or the staple crops. uh food items okay now what actually is this plant breeding so plant breeding is the proposed full manipulation of plant species in order to create a desired plant types that are better suited for cultivation give better yields and are disease resistant conventional plant breeding has been practi- practiced for thousands of years since the since the beginning of human civilization 
recorded evidence of plant breeding dates back to 9000 to 11000 years ago many present day crops are the result of domestic domestication in ancient times today all our major food crops are derived from the domesticated varieties classical plant plant breeding involves now important uh, classical plant breeding involves crossing or hybridization of pure lines followed by artificial selection to produce plants with desirable traits of higher uh, yield nutrition and resistance to diseases with ad- advancement in genetics molecular biology and tissue culture plant breeding is now increasingly uh, being carried out by using molecular genetic tools if we were to list the traits or characters that were breeders have tried to incorporate into crop plants the first we would list would be increased crop yield and improved quality of course increased tolerance to environmental stresses salinity extreme temperatures drought resistant to pathogens viruses fungi and bacteria and increased tolerance to insect pests would be on our list too now plant breeding programs are carried out in a systematic way worldwide in government institutions and commercial companies the main steps in breeding a new genetic variety of a crop are as follows first is the collection of variability so the genetic variability is the root of any breeding program in many crops pre-existing genetic variability is available from wild relatives of the crop collection and preservation of the different wild varieties species and relatives of the cultivated species followed by their evolution for their characteristics is a prerequisite for effective exploitation of natural genes available in the population the entire collection of plants or the seeds having all the divine diverse alleles for all genes in a given crop is called as the germ plasm collection collection of a uh, collection of uh, all different types of alleles is considered as the germ plasm collection i hope you people know this already now uh, evolution and selection of parents so the germ plasm is evaluated so as to identify plants with desi- desirable combi- combination of characters the selected plants are manipulated and used in the process of hybridization pure lines are created wherever desirable and possible now the third process is cross hybridization and amo- cross hybridization among the selected parents the desired characters have very often to be combined from two different plants or the parents for example high protein quality of one parent may need uh, to be combined with a disease resistance from another parent this is possible by cross hybridizing the two parents to produce hybrids that genetically combine the desired characters in one plant this is a very time consuming and tedious process since the pollen gains from the desirable plant to seen uh, uh, just a second this is a uh, since the pollen gains from the desirable plants chosen as a male parent have to be collected and placed on the stigma of the flower selected as a female parent so it is a quite slow and tedious kind of process so also it is not necessary that the hybrids do combine the desirable characters like one never know what gonna get uh, transmitted isn't it it's uh, low of segregation is followed so we're, we're 50% of probability is there at in every every case usually one in only few hundred to a thousand crosses shows a desirable combination uh, obviously so it's like hit and trial method kind of stuff now selection and testing of superior recombinants this step consists of selecting among the progeny of the hybrids those plants that have a desired character combination the selection process is crucial to the success of the breeding objective and require a careful scientific evaluation of the progeny this step yields plants that are superior to both of the parents very often more than one superior progeny plants may become available these are self pollinated for several generation till they reach a state of uniformity or the homozygosity so that the character will not 
segregate in the progeny now testing release and commercialization of a new cultivars the newly selected lines are evaluated for the yield and the other agro nomic traits of quality disease resistant etc this evaluation is done by growing this in the research fields and recording their performance under ideal fertilizer application uh, irrigation and other crop management practices the evolution in research field is followed by testing the material in farmers field for at least three growing season at a several location in the country representing all the agroclimatic zones where the crop is usually grown the material is evaluated in comparison to the best available local crop cultivar a check for a reference check or a reference cultivar okay now india is mainly an agriculture country agriculture accounts for approximately now remember this number 33% of india's gross domestic domestic product and employs nearly around 62% of the population see the 62% of population is just contributing to the 33% of gdp so quite less uh, you can imagine like the remaining 38% is working quite uh, you know hard to uh, or they are working they are contributing so hard in gross domestic product isn't it after india's independence one of the main challenges facing the country was that of producing enough good for the increasing population as only limited land is fit for cultivation in the has to strive to increase yield as per unit area from existing farmland the development of several high yielding varieties of wheat and rice in the mid 1960s as a result of various plant breeding techniques lead to a dramatic increase dramatic increase in food production of our country this phase is often referred to as the green revolution figure 9.3 represents some indian hybrid of crops of high yielding varieties and this was quite useful as well now let's discuss this wheat rice sugar cane millet etc so yeah wheat and rice during the period of 1960 to 2000 when probably we were not there we, 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 we okay uh, wheat production increased uh, we are 2002 to 2003 batch isn't it so yeah wheat production increased from uh, 11 million tons to 75 million tons quite high while rice production in went up from 35 million tons to 89.5 million tons that too also quite high this was due to the development of a semi dwarf varieties of wheat and rice noble laureate norman e borling uh, remember the names at international center for wheat and maize improvement in mexico develop a semi dwarf wheat in the year 1963 several varieties such as now remember this remember the names of variety as well sonalica kalyan sona which are high yielding and disease resistant were introduced all over the wheat growing belt of india semi dwarf rice were varieties were derived from IRA developed from uh, International Rice Research Institute RRI Philippines and Taichung uh, native one from Taiwan. The derivatives were introduced in 1966, later better yielding semi-dwarf varieties known as Dijaya and the Ratna which were developed in India. Now let's discuss the sugar cane and uh, sugar cane. So the scientific name of sugar cane is uh, Sacrum Barberi which was originally grown in North India but had poor sugar content and yield. Tropical canes grown in South India Sacrum officinarum uh, has a thicker steams and has a high sugar content but did not grow well in North India. So these two species were successfully crossed to get a sugar cane varieties combining the desirable qualities of high yield thick steam high sugar and ability to grow in the sugar cane areas of north india as well so uh, so the desired traits were uh, mixed up and the new progeny was uh, 
uh, formed to get the better yields now let's discuss the millets as well now remember the uh, name of uh, different varieties of wheat and rice variety of wheat include this kalyan sona and sonalika and the variety of rice include uh, jaya ratna and uh, one more was there uh, nah this two are only there okay okay now let's see millets hybrid maize or jowar and bajra have been successfully developed in india hybrid breeding have to lead to the development of a several high yielding varieties resistant to water stress now let's see what are the plant breeding for uh, plant how is plant breeding for disease resistance so a wide range of fungal bacterial and viral pathogens affect the yield of cultivated crop species especially in tropical climates crop losses uh, crop losses can often be significant up to 20 to 30% or sometimes even total in this situation breeding and development of cultivars resistant to disease enhances food production this also help this also helps reduce the dependence on use of fungicides and bactericides resistance of the host plant in the is the ability to prevent the pathogen from causing disease and is determined by the genetic constitution of the host plant before breeding is undertaken it is important to know about the causative organism and the module of transmission some of the diseases caused by the fungi are rust example the brown rust of wheat red rot of sugarcane and late blight of potato by bacteria uh, these are the fungi one and if we talk about the bacteria ones then they include black rot of cruciferous and if we talk about the virus one then the tobacco mosaic uh, tobacco mosaic and the turnip mosaic are the two major ones now let's see the methods which are used uh, for disease resistant methods of breeding which are used for disease resistance so breeding is carried out by conventional breeding techniques described earlier or by mutation breeding the conventional method of breeding for disease resistance is that of hybridization and selection its steps are essentially identical to those for breeding for any other agronomic characters such as high yield the varietal sequential steps are screening now remember the order okay first is screening germplasm for resistant sources second is hybridization of selected parents third is the selection and evolution of the hybrids and testing and release of new varieties so some crop varieties bred by hybridization and selection for disease resistance to fungi bacteria and viral diseases are also released so uh, here this table 9.1 is given i would uh, suggest you people to pause the uh, session and uh, learn this table in the way that if anyone ask you any question from this table even at 3 am now then you must be able to answer this question okay so this table is quite 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 important every year one or one question is expected from table 9.1 and 9.2 so make sure that you are pro in it okay pause it i i i hope you people are done with it now let's move forward conventional breeding is often constrained by the availability of limited number of disease resistant genes there are present and identified in various crop varieties of wild or wild relatives including mutation in plants through diverse means and then by uh, and then screening the plant material for resistance sometimes leads to desirable genes being identified plants having those desirable characters can be either multiplied directly or can be used in breeding other breeding methods that are used are selection amongst 
more sorry somaclonal variants and genetic engineering mutation is the process by which genetic variations are created through changes in the base sequence within the genes resulting in the creation of a new characters or a trait not found in the parental type it is possible to induce mutation artificially even by using the chemicals or radiations like gamma radiations and selecting and using the plants that have the desirable character as a source in breeding this process is called as the mutational breeding if it is done artificially then the type of breeding is considered as a mutation breeding in moong bean uh, resistant to yellow mosaic virus in a powdery mildew were induced by mutation okay so the resistance or mutation can be i i in the um, evolution chapter we even discussed like mutation can be either fatal or it can be quite advantageous as well so yes uh, in the uh, in case of this plant breeding they are quite useful several wild relatives of different cultivated species of plants have been shown to have uh, certain resistant characters but have very low yield hence there is need to introduce the resistant gene into the high yielding cultivated varieties resistant to yellow mosaic virus in bindi uh, which is uh, abelomoschus esculentus was transferred from a wild species and resulted in new variety of a esculens called Parbhani Karanti all the above examples involve source of resistant genes that are in the same crop species which has to be bred for disease resistance or in a related wild species transfer of resistant genes is achieved by the sexual hybridization between the target and the source plant followed by the selection so yeah quite common if we if 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 when we will discuss about technology then this chapter will be like uh what we can say uh application of biotechnology like plant breeding is is uh, we can say that it's on more the other uh, how involves this uh, biotechnological applications now let's move ahead uh plant breeding for developing resistant to insect pests Another major cause for large scale destruct- destruction of crop plant and crop produces and genetics too is uh, involved in this plant breeding and all Uh, so yes another major cause for large scale destruction of crop plant and crop produces insect and pest infection infestation insect resistant and host crop plants may be due to the morphological biochemical or physiological cha- uh, physiological characteristic hairy leaves in several plants are associated with the resistant to insect pests example resistance to jessets in cotton and cereal leaf beetle in wheat and if wheat sorry in wheat solid stems lead to non preference by the stem um, softly and smooth leafed and nectarless cotton varieties do not attract boll worms so these are some adaptation adapted by this plants to avoid any kind of uh, attack high high aspartic acid low nitrogen and sugar content in maize leads to the resistance to maize stem borers breeding methods for insect pest resistance involve the same step as those for any other agronomic trait such as yield or quality and are as discussed earlier so sources of resistant genes may be cultivated varieties germplasm collection of the crop or the wild varieties again this table 9.2 is quite important make sure that you people go through it as well now uh let's see what are the plant breeding uh, uh how this pl- uh, plant breeding for improved food quality more than 840 million people in the world do not have adequate food to meet their daily food and nutritional requirements a far greater number 3 billion people suffer from micronutrient protein and vitamin deficiency or the hidden egg, hidden hunger because they cannot afford to buy enough fruits vegetable legumes fish and meat diets lacking essential micronutrient particularly iron vitamin a iodine and zinc increase the risk for disease reduce the lifespan and they even reduce the mental abilities now uh 
now this uh, biofortification comes into the picture so what is this biofortification it is a breeding crop it is a process in which bre- uh, crops are breeded with a higher level of vitamins and minerals or higher protein and healthier fats and it is the most practical means to improve the public health breeding for improved nutritional quality is undertaken within the objectives of improving first protein quantity and quality sorry yeah obviously protein content and quality second is oil content and quality third is the vitamin content and the fourth is the micronutrient and mineral content okay now in 2000 maize hybrid that has twice the amount of amino acid lysine and tryptophan compared to the existing maize hybrids were developed so protein amount was directly or indirectly increased by increasing the amino acid amount by wheat variety which was uh, at last 66 having a high protein content has been used as a donor for improving cultivated wheat it has been possible to develop an iron fortified rice variety containing over five times as much as iron in commonly commonly consumed varieties the indian agriculture research institute or the iari new delhi has also released several vegetable crops that are rich in vitamins and minerals example vitamin uh, enriched Uh, vitamin A enriched carrots spinach pumpkin vitamin C enriched bitter gourd batua mustard tomato iron and calcium enriched spinach and batua and uh, protein enriched beans broad lablab uh, french and garden peas as well now, uh, now let's complete this uh, single cell protein and uh, tissue culture and uh, then we will be complete this chapter as well so yeah conventional agriculture production of cereal cereals pulses vegetables fruits etc may not be able to meet the demand of food at the rate at which humans and animal population is increasing the shift from grain to meat diets also and creates more demand for cereals as it takes around 3 to 10 kg of grain to produce 1 kg of meat by animal farming more than 25% of human population is suffering from hunger and malnutrition one of the alternate source of protein for animal and human being is a single cell protein so let's see how the single cell protein works so microbes are being grown on an industrial scale as a source of good protein blue green alga like spirulina can be grown easily on materials like wastewater from potato processing plants containing starch straw molasses animal animal manure and even sewage to produce a large quantities and can serve as a food rich in protein minerals fats carbohydrate and vitamins incidentally such utilization also reduces the environmental pollution as well so yeah uh this uh, introduction of this single cell or introduction of this uh, blue green alga like spirulina is doing two functions all together in a one step like first is they are even taking care of pollu- pollution and even second thing is that they are even uh, providing us uh, with quite good quality of uh, food like quite good quality of protein content is uh, received from them so yeah certain uh, bacterial species like uh, now remember these two names are uh, these are very important names methyl Methylophilus and methylotrophus. These are the two bacterial species. Because of its high rate of biomass production and growth, can be expected to produce 25 tons of protein. The fact that edible mushrooms are eaten by many people and large large-scale mushroom culture is growing industry makes it believable that microscopic fungi too would become acceptable as a food. Okay, now let's discuss the tissue culture as well. as traditional breeding techniques fail to keep pace with the demand and to prove uh, and to provide sufficiently fast and efficient system for a crop environment another technology called the tissue culture got developed uh, 
what does this tissue culture actually mean so it was learned by scientists during 1950s that the whole plants could be re- regenerated from explants that is any part of pl- any part of plant taken out and grown in the test tube under the sterile condition in a special nutrient media this capacity to generate a whole plant from any cell or the explant is called as the totipotency we will learn about how to accomplish this in a higher class if we pursue in that field it is important to stress here that the nutrient media must provide a carbon sources such as sucrose and also inorganic salt like a uh, uh, which includes vitamins uh, amino acids and growth regulators like auxin cytokinins etc by application of this method it is possible to achieve uh, propagation of a large number of plants in a very short duration this method of propagation uh, this method of producing thousand of plants through tissue culture is called as the micropropagation each of this plant will be genetically identical to the original plant from which they were grown that is they are soma clones many important food plants like tomato banana apple etc have been produced on a commercial scale using this method now Another important application of this method is the recovery of healthy plants from the diseased plant even if the plant is infected with a virus the meristem or the apical and the inc- ap- and the ap- axillary section is uh, actually free of virus so that part is used to uh, get the full new plant again hence one can remove the meristem and grow it in in vitro to obtain a virus free virus free plant scientists have succeeded in culturing meristem of banana sugarcane potato etc scientists have even isolated single cells from plants and after digesting their cell walls have been able to isolate naked protoplast naked protoplast uh, surrounded surrounded by plasma membranes uh, isolated protoplast from two different varieties of plants each having a desirable character can be fused to get a hybrid protoplast which can be further grown to form a new plant this hybrid are called as the somatic hybrids while the process is called as the somatic hybridization imagine a situation when a protoplast of tomato is fused with that of potato and they are grown to form a new hybrid plant combining tomato and potato characteristics well this has been achieved resulting in formation of pomato unfortunately this plant did not have all the desired combination of characteristic for its commercial utilization it's like just for done this experiment done it seems like this experiment was done just for fun you know pomato now let's discuss the summary as well uh, animal husbandry is a practice of taking care and breeding domestic animals by applying scientific principle they avoid increasing demand uh, of food uh, food from animals and animal product both in terms of quality and quantity has been matched by good animal husbandry practices this practices include first the management of farm and farm animals second is the uh, second is the animal breeding okay in view of high nutritive value of honey and its medicinal importance there has been a remarkable growth in the practice of beekeeping or apiculture fishery is another flourishing industry meeting the ever increasing demand for fish fish products and other aquatic foods plant breeding may be used to create varieties which are resistant to pathogens and to insect space and insect space the increase in, in, in the increase the uh, this increases the yield of food this method has also been used to increase the protein content of the plant foods and thereby enhance the quality of food in india several varieties of different crop plants have been produced all these measures enhance the production of food techniques of tissue culture and somatic hybridization offer a vast potential for manipulation of plants in vitro to produce new varieties and here we complete this chapter one more milestone achieved so congratulations people now till uh, before uh, Mm, yeah we are done with this chapter completely and we will meet soon with the next chapter microbes in human welfare till then goodbye take care and keep studying